my old acquaintances. Have you forgotten me? I am fantasy and paranormal romance author Leslie Penelope, and welcome to My Imaginary Friends, a look behind the scenes of an author mapping the worlds in my head and making them a reality. Hello, friends. Today is Sunday, January 8th, 2023, and this is episode 200 of My Imaginary Friends. I'm Leslie. Today's episode is sponsored by Bright Bird Press. Does your New Year's resolution include writing that novel or finishing that novel? Unsure where to start? Bright Bird Press is here to help with their fiction planners, notepads, and sticky notes. Join hundreds of happy writers simplifying their planning with the stationery made by a writer for writers. Visit brightbirdpress.com and enter Imaginary15 at checkout for 15% off your next order. Bright Bird Press is stationery for the overwhelmed writer. And y'all, if you were planner people, take care when visiting the site. There are all kinds of planners and notebooks. There's also t-shirts and mugs and really cool writerly things. So thank you to Bright Bird Press for sponsoring the episode and make sure to get 15% off with the code imaginary15 at checkout. Link is in the show notes. So this week's best thing is that I'm back. I took a short break for the holidays and this is the first episode of 2023 and I'm back somewhat refreshed. Um, I don't know if I'm ever totally refreshed, but you know, it is what it is. I do like the churning of the calendar. I like the idea of new beginnings and new starts. Although I did realize a while back that resolutions aren't for me. And actually I was watching um, one of the videos from Becca Symes podcast, the quick cast on New Year's resolutions. And she is the um, strength finders expert, you know, write better, faster gurus that so many writers really, that have, has helped so many writers. And that's why we pay attention to what she has to say. And she has a video about resolutions and how they only really work for 15% of people, just because of the way we're wired, just because of how our brains work, our personalities, our strengths. And I am not in that 15%. So while I'm good at setting goals and meeting goals in general, um, the whole resolution thing just never worked out for me as it does for 85% of the human race. So I don't have to feel bad about that. It's kind of like sometimes learning these things just gives you freedom not to feel bad because you're like, oh, I really should set a resolution, but they don't actually work for me. And is that a personal failing or is that just life? And I think it's just life. But I do have plenty of goals for the year. Um, and I think the same with sort of these yearly reviews. I you know, subscribe to a lot of newsletters, podcasts, things like that. And a lot of people are doing these yearly reviews. And I talked about it at the end of last year, like I wanted to do one. And I realized maybe that's not a thing that I need to do either. Like I printed out, I printed out one, I downloaded another one and they seemed really cool and I wanted to do them, but they just sat there and I never did them. And it was like, I do think reviewing what you've done, like knowing where you've been to plan where you're going is important. But I think that I do that sort of naturally. And maybe it's just a process that happens in my head and I don't have to formalize it by writing it down or filling out a workbook or a worksheet. And I'm sure there's a percentage of people for whom that really does work and it really makes a lot of sense. Like I was listening to K.M. Wyland's podcast she does the helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com website, which is great, full of great information. I've got several of her writing books that I use all the time. And she was talking about how every year she's done this recap. I think she does an end of the year and a beginning of the year thing. Joanna Penn does too. And she's looked back at years and decades of, of this ritual that she has, both of them. And they're not the only people. I've seen several people talking about these rituals. And I'm not a ritual person. 
you know, I'm a ritual in that I get up, I write every morning at eight o'clock, I have my tea, you know, I, in order to draft, you know, I have small rituals associated with my writing, but big picture, every year I do this thing, every couple of months. I think that's too long a period of time for me. I'm unable to be that consistent with something over that period of time. And I think that's okay too. I tried buying these little journals where like every day you make a little note about your emotions or some memory about the day. And then you can look back at years of these journals and see how you felt on January 15th, 1998. And wow, wouldn't that be great? And I think it would be, but I could never do anything like that. I've bought several years of those journals and never got past like a week at a time. So at a certain point, you have to accept who you are and make your peace with that. Speaking of which, episode 200, it's a good entry point. I want this to be a place where new listeners can come and start and not feel like they have to go back unless they really want to. So I was going to do a brief intro of me for newbies if you don't know who I am. So feel free to skip ahead if you are an old hat. I write fantasy and paranormal romance. I started publishing in 2015. I started as an indie author. That year, I put out four books between January and December. I had not written four books that year, but I published my first novel was Song of Blood and Stone, and actually it was part of a four-book series. Two of those books came out independently, and I put out two other books in a paranormal romance series, Angel Born and Angel Fall, that year. And then the next year, I was contacted by an editor at a traditional publisher who wanted to republish Song of Blood and Stone and the entire series. So I pulled it off the market. A year later, it launched with St. Martin's Press. And that's how I became a hybrid author. I still publish traditionally and independently, although with the traditional contracts, it is hard to publish a lot independently. And I'm sure we'll talk about that more (laughs) as I look to the year ahead and my publishing schedule. I'm a plotter. I love talking about plotting. I love planning. And although those things might not be for everyone, they make me happy. I started the podcast a few years ago because the ritual of blogging just wasn't working for me. I tried to blog and I'd whittled it down and whittled it down. And you know, and I was like, you know, this would be a lot easier for me if I was just talking. <laughs> so I was like, let me do a podcast. I was inspired by um, Joanna Penn's podcast, Effie Kennedy's podcast, people doing um, the solo episodes where they're kind of talking about their process and their experiences. And I found it really helpful and just comforting. You know, it's sort of like, whether you know these people or not, you feel like you're getting to know them. And in your own writing, it can just shine a light on some things or just make you feel not so alone, even if you do things completely differently. So that is a little bit about me. By day, I'm a website developer. I own my own business. So while I've been whittling it down, I still have my core group of clients that I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. I do enjoy web development. You know, I've thought over the years about, do I want to be a full-time writer? And while sometimes it seems tempting, at other times I'm like, I'm really glad I have this other thing that I can do that uses technically a different part of the brain, although it's just as creatively exhausting as writing is. Like coding, you know, doing development can be pull the same energy from me, but I I do enjoy it. I love the challenge of it. So I want to keep my toes in a little bit as much as possible. And since I have my clients, I'm still building sites, although I'm not taking on new clients in general. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not trying to grow the business. I'm just trying to have this balance between these different things that I like to do. I have a gaggle of pets. Currently, we, there are two dogs and two cats in the household. 
I love rock climbing, although I'm on a hiatus at the moment. And yeah, that's who I am. So this podcast is basically for me to share the ups and the downs, the struggles, the triumphs, the process, the banging the head against the wall, the wondering if you're ever going to finish this book, whether wondering if you're ever going to write another book again because you've magically forgotten how the whole thing is done, even though you've written them before. It's all of that. So welcome. I did not stop writing over the holidays, um, pushing through, trying to get things done. I'm working on Beastly Kingdom, which is book two of The Bliss Wars. It is my futuristic, dystopian, paranormal romance slash fantasy romance. And it's going well. I'm moving forward. I have a schedule. I printed out January's calendar, and I wrote in each day the scenes I was going to try and plan to get done. And that was based on looking at you know, so this is the revision. I completed my read through of the whole thing. I made notes about what needs to happen. I did a new synopsis, a detailed synopsis for every scene. And in the synopsis, I bolded all the sections that were new that I had to write. So if it was just, you know, my first draft is very rough and the general revision process is cleaning it up, fleshing it out. But during the read through, I recognized some things that were wrong and needed to change a couple of new scenes, a few of the same scene completely rewritten from the ground up. And then the rest of them were just, oh, I need to add this. I need to mention that. I need to see this here. So that it makes sense at the end. So in my detailed synopsis, I highlighted all the new stuff in bold since my, my color printer is not working. So I only have the black and white printer. I usually do this in colors, but I did it in bold and that's enough. <laughs> so now every day I go through um, and look at the scene I'm supposed to write and hopefully finish it. But in order to make the schedule, I looked and I said, okay, well this, you know, if scene 16, there's nothing bold in it. So it's just a regular revision, fleshing it out, prettying it up. I can do two of those kinds of scenes in a day in my writing sessions. So if 16 and 17 are both like that, they go on one day. If chapter 18, it has a lot of bold, I give that its own day. Or if it's a total rewrite, it needs two days because the first day is for drafting the rewrite. The second day is for revising the rewrite. And that's the methodology I use to create my schedule with plenty of buffers. So in order to, my goal is to finish this book by the end of the month or as close to the end of the month as possible. So beginning of February. And I don't usually write on the weekend, although sometimes I do. So I plan to write at least one day every other weekend on this schedule. That gives me a buffer. If like this week, I'm one day behind because Thursday just wasn't feeling it. There's a lot of resistance happening. And I was trying to determine whether this resistance was something wrong with what I was writing or I'm tired. I need to think more about it. I didn't write. So Friday came back and I'm still trying to uh, work my way back. So I hadn't planned to write on Sunday today at all, but I left it as a buffer because if I had enough energy to do that and I needed to catch up, I wanted to be able to do that. So I've got a plan. I've got a schedule. I'm a day behind, but I should be able to catch up today. And if I don't, I'll just redo the schedule. I wrote it in pencil so I can erase it all. And I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling good about being able to finish beginning of February, which would work for me. At that point, I would get some beta readers, you know, do another pass and then send it to the editor. And so this book is on pre-order. I'm not thinking about the pre-order yet at all. Uh, although I, I'm 
pretty sure I'm going to have to push it back, but that's okay because it was a very loose pre-order. It was like, I put it on pre-order, pre-order and on the description, it's like, this is a tentative date. Just be aware. So I, I think I've successfully taken the pressure of, off of myself about that. In other writing news, I think since I last recorded, I spoke to my editor at Orbit about the next book there, which is the Black Towns book is what I've been calling it. Um, so I got the edits back from her. We had a good conversation about what needed to be done on that book. And I'm currently procrastinating my way through the read through of that book. I need to work on two books at once, but I, I can't be at the same stage on two books at once. It just doesn't work. So because I'm revising Beastly Kingdom and I think I can get it done in this period of time, my plan for January for the Black Towns book is do the read through of the first draft, making detailed notes, just the same thing as I described doing for Beastly Kingdom, create a more detailed synopsis about everything that has to change. And then in February, get to the actual nitty gritty of the writing. I'm halfway done the read through. Um, This week has been busy. I've been shuffling a lot of things. I really need to buckle down and get time on the schedule to do the read through because I haven't been prioritizing it. Also, I gave myself a month to read through and replot and replan. And that's reasonable for me. Like That makes a lot of sense for my process. And then I have two months to actually do the writing, which is also reasonable. Book is due to my editor again, early April. So yeah, the first week didn't go amazing because I had planned to finish the read through this week. But also I'm giving myself space on this because I'm a little bit daunted. Like I didn't disagree with any of my editor's notes. I thought she was right about most things. I just, I don't know how to fix it. And this book has been a struggle, but I'm trying to be positive about it. I'm trying not to be like, let my fears overtake me. And that's the narrative that I'll tell myself. So I need to start telling myself, I have everything I need to fix it. I will figure it out. Everything is already there. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today because it's happening in Beastly Kingdom and I have to have faith that it will happen in the Black Towns book, which is when you go back through to revise and fix your first draft, you know, and I do fast drafting. So my first draft, I write as fast as possible, no editing. I barely even read it. You know, I don't read what I wrote yesterday. I just keep going. That was the way I finally figured out how to complete NaNoWriMo. That's how I like to do my first drafts, dump the story out. Like my my writing, like my um, screenwriting professor in college, Haile Grima, used to say, vomit out the story. So this is a, a concept that I, I learned in college when I was, I, I went to college, um, I majored in film. So screenwriting, I that's one of the biggest things I remember from, from his class, vomit out the story. And uh, yeah, so I vomit out the story now, no editing, and then going back and then, okay, it's vomit. I have to fix this. It's not, it's not good at all. But everything I need is actually in there. So, you know, when I'm fig- wondering, well, what does this character really want? Like, I thought I knew their desire, but it's all wrong and it's not making sense. The end is rushed. Like, do these actions even connect at all? And I'll reread it and I'll see like one little thing or an, um, an idea that's buried in there that I was like, oh, no, that's the seed that I needed to make it work. I wrote a note in my notebook this week as I was, you know, working on on Beastly Kingdom and trying to track down something that I'm going back and finding the nuggets of gold that previous me 
in the past left for myself. I didn't know I was leaving it, but now I can go back and see, oh, I have the hint of the idea for that, whether it's a character that was mentioned, not even by name, just the existence of a person who does a thing. Well, now that is a person who comes on the stage with a name and a backstory because I needed them because that thing they did was really important and it it helped like illuminate everything else. I heard another author speaking about this just yesterday, and I think that it's, it's true for, for most of us that, you know, if you go back and you look, you've you've planted the seeds for the solutions to your problems without even knowing it. Your subconscious mind knows the story and they've done a lot of work. And it's just a matter of like digging them through the, <laughs> the vomit, digging through the, tr- the trash and finding these little, you know, seeds that are trying to grow. You just have to clear away the trash and, and cultivate them and help them. And that's sort of the revision process. And it's always been the way my books have gone. And I've written enough books that I know I can do it. So I'm going to try to stay positive and like visualize success and ability and not not be like taken over by this fear that this is a very daunting thing. I have a lot of work to do on this book. And it's an ambitious project. You know, what I'm trying to do is hard. And I haven't I haven't gotten there yet, but I can. In other news, I have been steadily working on the course that I'm building. I did a poll of my readers and listeners and about like courses, what would my, they want to learn from me. And the top two were world building and plotting. So I'm doing the world building course first. It is called Imaginary World Building, Creating Fantasy Worlds for Writers. And I'm hoping to have it done by the end of the month, beginning of next month. I have modules planned. Um, I'm hoping to start recording the actual video parts next weekend. And so, yeah, it's coming along. Hopefully next week I will be announcing the beta program. I want to allow a small number of people in at a discounted price to give me feedback on the course because I haven't done something like this before. And I just, I need feedback. So stay tuned. Make sure you're on the footnotes newsletter. I'll announce it here and it'll be in the newsletter So like a limited number of slots available for like at least half off the what the eventual price for the course will be. And you'll get lifetime access to the course and the ability to give me some notes and see, I'll make some tweaks and like make sure that it's making sense and all that stuff. That is the plan. I was hoping to announce that today, but I'm not ready yet. So next week, I'm going to try for next week. But it's going well. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. I think it's going to be really helpful. It helps me clarify things. It's basically my process. So delineating my process, writing it down, figuring out exactly how I do this, how I think about it. And, you know, getting templates. I'm making workbooks. I'm I'm having lots of fun in Canva. <laughs> so yeah, hopefully it will be really helpful for, for y'all and anyone who chooses to take the class. And that is the other big thing that I've been focusing on and putting my energy towards. And there have been several posts that I've seen from various publishing professionals about trends, um, predicting things for 2023. I will put them in the show notes. What I've seen a lot of is talk about AI, AI art, AI writing, chat GPT, how these things are going to affect and change uh, publishing and writing. Also TikTok, you know, my foray into TikTok was short-lived. I keep saying, oh, I'll go back. I'll make a video a week, just one a week. Haven't done that yet either. Have a lot of, a lot of like negative feelings about TikTok. 
and social media in general. I've retracted, like I have barely posted anything on social media just because all of my energy is going into finishing the book, doing the course, like doing work. And that's kind of how I am anyway. I, I before, uh, before release, I'll usually ramp up like a month or two before. So people don't just think I'm coming on to talk about the release. I'll post more like personal stuff and then do the whole, I don't think it's one to 10, but I don't post enough to be like one promo for every 10 person, you know, other posts, but like one to three or one to four, I try to make it not obnoxious, but I don't enjoy social media. And I think that's fine. Like I'll post when I kind of feel like I still haven't posted my pictures from Jamaica. Who knows if that'll ever happen? I don't know. I just haven't felt like being on there. And my point was TikTok. Oh, book talk is still really important to writers. And it is another avenue that you can pursue. I think that I'm just going to try to focus on marketing that I enjoy more. And I did actually have a lot of fun on TikTok, but it was a time suck, even with my timers, even with it not being on my main phone at a special TikTok phone for many reasons. I don't know. We'll see. Like making videos can be fun, but it's also time consuming. And I don't know, like for me in the two or three weeks I was actively posting every day on TikTok. I didn't see any um, change in book sales. Now that is a short period of time, but you know, you're weighing the, the cost benefit ratio, your enjoyment. What do you want out of this short life? Do I want to be on TikTok? Do I want to have to watch, you know, X hours or minutes of TikTok to know what the trends are, to be able to follow them? But yes, lots of trends in publishing. Um, they're interesting posts. I will hope that you check them out. And yeah, for me, it's all about finishing these two books. Um, I have another book that I have to finish this year. And then the fourth, no, the, a fourth book that I wanted to that just doesn't feel like it's possible. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll we'll talk about that next time. Running, It's getting kind of long. I don't want it to be this long. So that's it for me for this week. My goals for the week are to redo my schedule, either get back on track today or just redo the schedule, taking it into account that I'm already a day behind and keep it moving do my read through of the black towns and try to stay positive, work on the course, all that stuff. All those things are, are totally plausible. And I hope that you have a wonderful week. I hope that you're having a wonderful new year and whether you do resolutions or not, that I wish you all of the energy and joy and potential to meet your goals for 2023. For episode show notes and to sign up for the footnotes newsletter and get these show notes in your inbox, go to myimaginaryfriends.net. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and watch the video episodes on YouTube. You can email me at podcast at lpenelope.com. I would really appreciate a rating or review to help support the show. And My Imaginary Friends is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. For more fantastic podcasts, go to frolic.media slash podcasts. I just realized I didn't turn the light on during this whole recording. So if that's an indicator of how 2023 is going to go. Yay!